Hey, Starburns listeners, Ben Schwartz here, and I'm here to plug. Here I go. I am in a new movie with Noel Wells on Netflix. It is called Happy Anniversary. It is out right now. You All you have to do is basically go on your computer or whatever device you want. You just click on it, and there we are. It's, it's me. It's Noel Wells, and it's the story of a couple on their three-year anniversary. They wake up, and on that moment, Noel's character is done. She feels like she doesn't think she can take any more of the relationship. And throughout the course of the movie, which takes place in, over the course of 24 hours, you flash back to all the good, the bad everything that encompasses this relationship to try to find out if these two actually will stay together or if they won't stay together. It's right now. It is a romantic comedy. Me and Noel Wells, written, directed by Jared Stern. Netflix, happy anniversary. Starburns, lots of words, ending with exclamation. When's it going to end? It just did. Another tag. And now it's done. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. And on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d forward slash SBI dash P-R-E-S-S. It's a good deal. Hey everybody, what's up? It's me, Steve. Uh, recording this intro uh, to let you know that this is the first live recording of We're No Doctors uh, from two weeks ago at the 17th annual SF Sketch Fest presented by Audible uh, featuring guest Janine Garofalo and not featuring co-host yours truly. I was sick uh, if you're a regular listener, you know that already from last week's episode. If you're a semi-regular listener, I'm here right now just to let you know that uh, that's why I'm not in this episode. I, I'm kind of in the episode. Very briefly, I Skyped in to say hello and talk about why I wasn't there. But that's not important. What's important is Busy did an amazing job uh, hosting by herself with the amazing Janine Garofalo. I'm glad those two finally got a chance to meet. And uh, I listened to the episode two days ago, and uh, it's great. I'm uh, bummed I couldn't be there. Um, and I enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy it. So without any further ado, episode 24 of We're No Doctors Live. Thanks. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Let's put your hands together for Busy Phillips. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming to We're No Doctors. If you follow me on social media, <laughs> I assume most of you probably do otherwise. Why the fuck are you here? Um... 
you know that our dear friend Steve A.G. was felled, as I like to say on the podcast, with a terrible... Well, here... Okay. We're going we're gonna to Skype him in. Um, let's see. Is this working? Calling Steve. <laughs> Pick up Steve. Let's see if it works. So I could have predicted this was going to happen because... Steve and I text a lot now, uh, especially since we've been working together in the pod. And he's been working on this um, independent movie. First of all, you know, I always say no to independent movies at this point. Uh-huh. Steve. Hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. There it is. There it is. Okay, so Steve's been working on this independent movie, running himself ragged. I'm going to just tell this part of the story. He calls me, was it Tuesday? We were like, uh, two actors coughed in my face today. All day. All day. And then and you were like, I am just, what do I do? I have a Z-Pack with me. Do I take it? And I said, profession opinion, no. Because we know that we're no doctors, but I am against over-medication because I think that you know, then that's why you get, then you get MRSA and you're dead. <laughs> you're leaving yourself open to MRSA if you over-medicate with Z-Packs, which by the way, my mother is like for sure going to die of MRSA because my mom has like, like Steve has like someone coughs in her face and she takes a Z-Pack. So he didn't take the Z-Pack and then what happened, Steve? And I got fucking sick. <laughs> but so, so sick. That's the stuff that, um, that my guy recommends. Dr. Sugarman. You know I go to Dr. Sugarman, my ENT. Who'd you go uh, see? What's that, Allegra? No, Delsum. Delsum. He recommends Delsum as the oh, yeah. best cough syrup. Well, it's not doing shit for me. Well, why don't you, another Barb Phillips special, why don't you ask your doctor for some Phenagrin with codeine? Uh, I got this stuff called promethazine, which if I drank some right now, I would probably be asleep by the time we finished talking. We hang up. So we thought maybe you had pneumonia. It, my doctor said my bronchitis was so bad, uh, any worse than it probably would have been pneumonia. <clears throat> and you still had to work on the terrible independent movie. <laughs> yeah, but I wrapped yesterday. I'm done and I can just uh, sleep now. Thank you. Thank you. Steve, Thank you. you know I'm all for working, but that situation really brought you nothing but pain. <laughs> it definitely didn't bring me money. And I'm so sorry that you missed Sketchfest. Are you going to make it to Tuesday's show? Are you going to come up? You're do, you were supposed to do Pete Holmes, uh, right? Crashing live or whatever it is? I don't know. My don't ears are think. popping now. So that, that was a key thing for me in flying was it, if I couldn't make my ears unclog, I wasn't going to get on an airplane. Well, remember when I sacrificed my health to be in the grizzly bear video over the summer? <laughs> you do? <laughs> Guys, the video is pretty dope. So I was very happy that I did it. But um, remember, my ears weren't popping as well, and it was against the advice of that doctor in Boston, and still I did it. But are you thinking, are you going to see how you feel tomorrow? Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance I'll make it up there Tuesday. Wow. Okay. Well, so guys, I'm sorry that you missed Steve live in person. 
It really sucks. Uh, I, I got to tell you, you have to ask Janine. When I first met Janine, uh, within a week, she was bedridden because she should probably tell this story, but she threw her back out laughing at something <laughs> Will, Arnett, Will Arnett told her uh, about a thing called a pump and dump. From breast milk? No, no. It's when you masturbate while you're taking a shit. It's what? When you do what? You masturbate while taking a shit. Oh, no. No. No, it's when you drink too much tequila and then you pump your boobs and then you have to throw the milk out because you can't give it to your baby. So, well, whatever Will told Janine, she was laughing so hard that she threw her back out so bad she was bedridden for a couple weeks. Oh, my God, Steve. All right, I'm going to ask her about that. We're going to talk about my colonoscopy. And I had a revelation with Janie Haddad Tompkins last night at dinner. I had an IBS attack yesterday, Steve. It was a disaster. Well, give Janine a huge hug for me. I love you guys both, and I'm sorry I can't be up there. Oh, Steve, everybody here loves you, and we're all so sad that you're not here. Especially because, especially because your laugh, your laugh, it's not going to be the same without hearing your laugh. Oh, Steve. Oh, all right, goodbye. <laughs> Okay. All right. So I don't know. I don't know how to end it. All right. So without further ado, this is like very personally, very exciting to me. And when Steve was like, I can ask Janine if she'll do it. And I was like, <laughs> certainly not Janine Garofalo. <laughs> he was like, yeah, of course. Why? She's a friend of mine. I mean, if she's down for it, she could do it. I was like, okay, I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool. And uh, I've been... So far, pretty cool. Um, but please welcome to the stage Janine Garofalo. Thank you. Yeah, it Thank is. Thank you. Janine, you flatter me by saying that. Of course, I am uh, happy to do it and also more than available. <laughs> it's not, oh, yeah, so busy. People all, all, all wanting my time. I, I'm available. I I'm available. I mean, I, I was very excited. I didn't know if you would want to do our little, our silly little No Docs podcast. Why wouldn't I? Why don't wouldn't know, I? Janine, because you're Janine Garofalo. Well, this is, and that's very nice of you, but this is not the 90s. I know, but this, I am still, this, if you, I mean, you don't, you don't, I, you're not, you don't have a social media presence. I wish it was, presence, believe so me. I wish it was too, and I also do still think I'm 17, so. This all tracks for me. Um, but anyway, first of all, you threw your back out laughing. Okay, okay here's, it's, it's true. Okay, I have had a bad back since uh, I've been about 21. I threw it out the first time when I was 21, and because I refused to strengthen my core, <laughs> on principle, I won't do it. That'll show them. Yes. I, I have intermittently... Uh, we'll have problems with it. Uh, I also have, like many people, sciatica and bulging discs. And also, I'm an apple body type, like Chris Christie. I gain weight upward. <laughs> My, Chris Christie and I are apples. And, uh, when I'm a, and I'm a bit of a yo-yoer. And when I gain, it's all like meat, uh, upward meat. And, uh, and, and in my stomach and my back also... There can be many things that lead to, if I'm laughing... Okay, what happened? I was in an elevator 
uh, at a hotel that Will Arnett and John Hodgman were staying in. Uh-huh. Will Arnett claimed he could hear John Hodgman through the wall doing a pump and dump. Uh, oh, none of my that. God. That's not true. He was just he was making that up. But I, and then I said, "What's a pump and dump?" And then he's told me. And I laughed so hard that the disc must have gone. But it was it was going that way uh, because I uh, leading up to that I had been sitting wrong, sitting. You know, you're not supposed to sit with your legs, you know, like in a chair and put your feet up like on a table or whatever. You're not, and and, and unless not if you have a weak lower lumbar region. Okay, and also I was in a process of maybe some weight gain because. Uh, at the hotel, the French fries, it was a Chateau Marmont, the French fries there. I they were, just they're the best. I kept ordering plates of uh, French, uh, French fries. Freedom, fr- freedom fries. I'm sorry, freedom fries. And also uh, the spaghetti bolognese. I don't know if you remember that from the early 2000s. We were supposed to call them freedom fries, even though they're from Belgium. Uh, and have nothing to do with Iraq, as none of that had anything to do with Iraq. But anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> But uh, so Steve, talk about whatever Steve you want, Agee, <laughs> Steve Agee was always very, very kind about it. He tr- tr- he would bring me things. You know, he's just yeah. really, he and John Hodgman both. Which uh, Will Arnett, of course, nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing. But uh, the two of them would bring me fries, and uh, Steve sometimes uh, painkillers, which are worth their weight in gold to me. Yeah, and uh, even I just uh, and there, I don't feel like going to a doctor. That's a whole other thing with me. I don't like to go to doctors or anything, and I don't get physicals or do self checks. Oh, really? I, I don't because I don't look for trouble. This is true. I don't. I don't. I don't look. I leave. Leave it. Leave it. Oh, that's I, so interesting. I don't, Steve and I, I are the opposite, not. and we yeah, really believe like, that knowledge is nope. the ultimate thing that causes you more no. and more anxiety. It, it, exactly. <laughs> and my thing is what you don't know. Uh, I mean, I do. I, can, I I do have a lot to say on this topic because I I, I I take the path of stoicism. Uh huh. Epictetus or Marcus Aurelius. I don't know. Stoicism meaning sure, just sure. you deny, you deny, you deny, you deny. But but I also think, especially we haven't really done a back pain uh, episode yet, so let's get into this a little bit. I'm I'm not. Oh, it's ha- everything. It's not just my back. It's everything. I don't. I don't. I don't. With my deodorant, it's like hot potato. Hot potato. I don't touch. I don't touch. Because this is these are gateway or this um, touching with moisturizer I barely press down because if I feel something I'm not going to move toward action on it I, I don't I don't I don't I don't want to know about it does that make sense It totally makes sense I mean I it's not what I would do right but I understand sort of that that feeling but so with the Plus back- you have children so you have to take care of yourself I right. don't have children because I'm risk averse but I I, I I don't I don't have children so I don't have to take care of myself right okay that's fair I'm, seriously that is fair um, with the back pain have you seen would you ever go to anyone or I, you just I, like there lay was a flat? few times where I sought out both Eastern and Western. You know, Western, like uh-huh. I said, I'm all for any pill of any kind. Sure. I tried Eastern uh, almost by peer pressure. You know what I mean? Like people, you should do this, try this. And after much money spent, nothing. And in fact, I even tried acupuncture, which I didn't want to do, and it exacerbated the problem. Did you read that book that Howard Stern talks about called Healing Back Pain? I, no, but and I'm I sure... I don't listen to sure, Howard Stern, but I'm I just sure know about it. I'm sure it has steps of something one must do. I don't want that. I, Bas- want, I want a pill or just basically, ignore it. Basically, the, I haven't read the book, okay? And I'm not a doctor, and I don't listen to Howard Stern. But... <laughs> 
but I'm about to pontificate on on but this. But the now. concept, from what I understand about the Healing Back Pain book, has anyone read it in the audience? What's it called? Healing Back Pain. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no one's read it. Okay, we're good. Uh, so then I can just talk as if I'm an expert on it. <laughs> is that it's all in your mind? Is that back pain is like all in your yes brain. and as Susie Orman says the only thing standing between you and financial freedom is your attitude what a load of shit <laughs> it's a that all that's a, it's got nothing to do with it I mean a slip disc is a slip disc I actually had to get an MRI you know I got what is it called an MRI you know when you go in the tube but that's just to get the pills I had to do you know I mean I I had the MRI so uh-huh. I could say look here's definitive proof and what kind of pills do you get well now Unfortunately, it's so hard to get Viking and stuff because of Robin Thicke and others who keep mentioning it in their depositions. When they bisquick, leave it, leave it out of the courtroom, people. Please keep it to yourself. If you misbehave, leave it out. Don't blame the pills. Don't drag the pills into it because it makes right. it. I mean, it's not the pills' fault. It's not the pills' fault. Right. Uh, and then, then it makes it harder for people for like people you. like me. So I have to rely on the kindness of like Stevie Ag and stuff. But. Uh, even it's harder for him now. Like to, this is back to, in 2009 or 2011 or whatever. But uh, a lot of doctors now won't even get involved with Vicodin and things. And so you'll get a, a version of some. And then also like four of them. Right. Four of them. Because the doctor doesn't want you to take the chance of uh, abusing them. But for, I, it, much like when I was a drinker, I could drink like a tall person. I don't know why, but I had an unbelievable threshold for alcohol. Which is why I'm not allowed to have it anymore. Are you in reco- are you in recovery? Or are you? I'm not in recovery. No. I just stopped Stop drinking. drinking. Yeah, and um, then I replaced it with with. Uh with marijuana, and then I overdid that, so I had to stop that. But the pills, no, they're they're evergreen. I, I'm 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 happy to tell you because I legitimately have uh, occasional. You know, sometimes the, the the disc will herniate, and I have sciatica, and sometimes I I cannot move. And do you feel like has surgery ever been suggested to you? I feel like back surgery is a very slippery slope. I'm, I'm actually frightened that. of back surgery, and I'm also frightened. And that's another thing with what I about not looking for trouble with doctors. I don't want something else to be found. Uh, and, you know, I was in Malaysia last summer working, and um, I had a stabbing pain it, here, which is, this is problematic, right? This seems like that would be not a good yeah. area. And it was a stabbing pain that it's I like had. It's like an ovary or like or, or your some, colon or an appendix. Or an appendix. Or, yeah. so You're I, about to die. I ignored it. I, I ignored it, and it did the right thing. It went away. I, I, I have not, I had it for about, I, seriously. I felt that pain for a good three and a half weeks, and it, was t- it got worse, and I ignored it, and it went away. And I haven't had it since. I'm being totally sincere. I wonder if you had some sort of, because you were traveling in Malaysia. I don't know what they have in Malaysia, but I wonder if you had some sort of, like, I did little get, parasite like, some, or some I sort did of, get, like... I did have an issue with, um, I was in Malaysia, Nepal. The, the show had these locations, in different, and it was a very low-budget Show you know, uh-huh. it was, you know it's the kind of thing where there would be a snake in the standing water of your shower. Um, <gasps> what? Which if you're, it's a young man's game that kind of travel. That's a young man's game. Uh, I, I no longer. I'm at an age where it's like, oh, this isn't. That's not fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, we're going to wing it and everybody's going to stay in a hostel. That's grandma. No, no. I, but I'm not at that I'm age. an ARP. I'm like, I, I need a hotel yeah. with, with, I don't want to share bathrooms with I need younger cast members. I, I just, I'm, I'm too old for it. And yeah. also, since I don't drink anymore, I can't get through it. Right, right. So. Right, and the, there's no pot anymore. It, it, so that's, yeah, yeah. So and unless you get the pills, I mean. I know. And in, in, in good luck in Bhutan. 
You know what I mean? Right. They're still recovering from that earthquake. They can't deal with you and your pills. So, um, also, I don't get massages. Um, okay. Well, for, for, for a couple of, the face hole's very uncomfortable. You know this. The face hole's just too uncomfortable. But I don't... They, why don't they fucking figure out that face I don't know why. Thing? Uh, other it people, feels like they should be able to figure that yeah. out. It's a, I just can't find purchase in the face hole. Do you know what I think? I think that there's some, like, high school senior... That could, you know how they always like have those competitions and the high school seniors come up with like the mattress for the pregnant lady or whatever the fuck it is. There is a high school senior somewhere that's going to invent, hopefully listen to this, and invent the right face hole so that we can get massages comfortably. I I don't know what the answer, answer, but also I can't have the pulling. At my age, I don't want the pulling of the skin as you're in the face hole. But the, the, um, I don't want to miss... A massage a masseuse to to go hmm hmm did you know that you know what i mean again there's there right. could be you don't want the information i get it you lumps. don't you really don't want the information well because also i know myself well enough to know that whatever it is i'm not going to beat this thing it's not in me I, i'm not a fantasy i'm not i'm not a fighter i i'm not that's just not me you know what i mean i do not believe that it, it's it's true uh, if okay i'm the kind of here's what it is I'm I'm the I'm the kind of person in life that when anybody whenever anybody tells me I can't do something, I'm so grateful because I I don't want to do I don't you know what I mean I don't want to I don't want to do it. I I don't want I don't I don't want to I don't I'm sorry I say this all the time but like I don't make the most of every minute cuz life's too long. It's untenable. It's too long. It's too, it's too much. I I I I uh I I, I don't, I don't uh, even like to go outside during the day for the most part. Um, I don't feel I'm properly lit. But no, I, I, but I do enjoy walking. I am a walkist. I, I like to walk with Vim. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't like to exercise formally. Okay. Uh, but I, 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 I do try and walk. I enjoy it. Like, okay. Especially in cities like this. It's right. fantastic. Yeah, this is amazing. And, um, but I will wear regular clothes. I mean, I wear yoga pants, but I don't take yoga. I just like them as pants. But I uh, sure they're comfortable. I enjoy walking a wear. great deal. Yeah, that I guess if that is, is but that taken. is like a thing that people say is the best thing for you is walking. Well, after both, hopefully of, that's true. After having both of my children, when I kind of couldn't do anything, I could only walk, and mm-hmm. I had trainers and doctors say, "Yeah, the best exercise you can do is just walk." Like walking, right. but is I think the best walking with, with with yes with, for sure, like a leisurely stroll is not going right. Do and also for you. that's so boring. And you know, I live in New York, so walking, you know, you walk quite a bit and. And to walk slowly makes no sense to me. Even if I'm not in a rush, I can't. I I I, I have to move quickly. I can't walk slowly. Yeah, so, slow walkers bug me. It's really annoying. It is super annoying. Um, okay, so I take it. So I just had a colonoscopy last week on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm supposed to do that because my mom died young of colon cancer. I did it once. Yeah, Janine, I can't. I don't want to do it. Janine, I'm so sorry. I know my mom died very young of colon cancer, oh, and so I, I'm supposed to do it. I mean, this is, I'm having anxiety for you yeah. right now. I, if I had the ability, we would do it on stage this second. I did it, I did it once. I did it one time. Well, how, old, how old were you when you did uh, that? That was probably about 15 years ago. Oh, yeah, you're due. No, I know. Um, I'm supposed to do it more often than yes, other people. Like every five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you my experience. So, so uh, the listeners know. So, I've suffered from uh, like IBS and spastic colon since I was in my early twenties. It weirdly coincided with my getting the job at, of Dawson's Creek. 
I wonder why. Um, everything all of a sudden just came out of me. Um, anyway, um, and I had a colonoscopy when I was like 25, I guess. Yeah, 25 years old. And the doctor was just like, yeah, you have IBS and spastic colon and there's nothing you can really do. You could take a pill to stop you up and when you have attacks and go live your life. Um, and so then over the years I've like tried all these different things and like maybe it's gluten and I stop eating gluten and then I get an attack or maybe it's this and I, and it's, you know, it always is there aside from the two times I was pregnant with my girls where I also was like not stressed about work Mm -hmm. and because I'm pregnant and, you know, growing a human and that's like more important than, you know, getting cast as Jennifer Garner's best friend in some movie, you know? (laughs) Um, I love Jennifer Garner. I'm just saying like, you know. Um, so anyway, I decided that I needed to, oh, I had this anal, they know, I had this anal fissure and from an attack from IBS that was like three days long, it was, what? 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 Queen of the fissures. Oh, I'm, that was the name of the episode. I was sorry. Sorry. I'm not following. Yes. (laughs) The name of the episode was the queen of the fissures. Yeah. Um, and so the doctor was like, well, let's do another colonoscopy just to make sure like maybe there's something else. Maybe there's colitis or there's other things and we know how to test for more stuff now. It's been years. And so we went in on Tuesday. I was very nervous to be put under because it's not general anesthesia. It's like a twilight sleep, but still it's, you know, an IV where they knock you out. And that makes me very nervous because I just think about Kanye West's mom. And I'm serious. I think about pe- like people who die under anesthe- general anesthesia. And like, well, I guess that's general and mine isn't really general. But whatever. My fear is that I would be the one that like doesn't wake up. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I go in. There's this like sweet, hot, Polish nurse guy who's like doing my intake form. He wanted to be on my Instagram. I took a picture. And then... The guy comes, the Dr. Cohen comes and he's the anesthesiologist and he's like making all kinds of jokes, which already I'm like, all right, buddy, like, let's calm down. (laughs) And they wheel me into this little thing and it's at a surgery center. It's not at Cedars. It's like in an office building in Beverly Hills, which Uh is like gross. Um, And also it's decorated. Why Why is it gross? It's Beverly Hills. It was decorated sort of like that Hollywood New Regency vibe. Do you know what that is with like crystal chandeliers and like hot pink leather chairs? Do you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. Okay. <laughs> God bless, because you live in New York, so you don't... The aesthetic... I mean, I've, I've, I have lived in L.A. briefly, but I, I didn't know... I, I'm just saying that it seems like having it done in a room in Beverly Hills seems fine. It was fine. The surgery place itself was fine. It was just like the waiting room made me very uneasy. It was with aesthetically aesthetics. unpleasant It was for unpleasant. You and it added to your anxiety. Yes, exactly. Okay. Thank you, Janine. You're welcome. So anyway, so then they wheel me in. The doc, that anesthesiologist is making a lot of jokes. And, um, oh, okay. So the news about, um, Mark Wahlberg getting paid the $1.5 million. That had just come out and the night before. And um, I was very heated about it. And, uh, you know, obviously, I felt like a great injustice had been done to my friend. And uh, so the anesthesia, I see, I see my doctor, who's wonderful, and she's like, are you ready for this? It's going to be so easy. I said, how, how long am I going to be out for? She said, well, the procedure is 20 minutes. You will be out for exactly 22 minutes. Oh. That's it. So I'm like, okay, okay, I can handle that. They, like, roll me my side. They prop me up. They, like, open my little gown in the back. And the anesthesiologist is, like, um, trying to calm me down. He's like, you're nervous, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty nervous. And he's like, you're in the entertainment industry, right? I was like, yeah, but fuck all those guys and fuck those, a- <laughs> fuck those agents. And 
and then I woke up. <laughs> and that's it. I like right. came to, and there was another nurse there. The Polish guy was gone, and there was another nurse, nurse there. By the way, he had lived in the country for 10 years. In Poland, he was a bodybuilder and a personal trainer. And then when he came to the United States, he decided to get his nursing license. I learned a lot about him, and he was very nice. Um, I don't want to just reduce him to hot Polish nurse. That's all I'm saying. Um, and so anyway, I came to, and uh, there was another nurse taking care of me for, like, my aftercare. I was there for, like, five minutes. She gave me some juice and crackers. I was starving. The doctor came in who had done the surgery or done the colonoscopy. And she's like, your colon looks fine. I see no inflammation. I was like, okay, great. And then she said, I took some biopsies to see if there's any colitis in your small intestine, but we'll find out in a couple of days. I'm like, okay, great. And I got up and I went home and it was literally no big deal. No, I did it one, the one time and, and it was fine. And then the doctor even said, this, this is true. said, do you eat a lot of popcorn or granola? I know that's gross. I, I have no wish to be vulgar. I'm just saying this is what happened. That's what this podcast and, is about. And uh, and I and Being I vulgar. said, yeah. And he said, well, you you have some tears, some tears or something, uh-huh. which is common in people who eat a lot of uh, popcorn and granola. Oh. And uh, unf- I, I, and he said, you should you should ease up on that. And I'm sorry to say, I've actually doubled down on it. Which is, <laughs> I I and I'm not saying that with any pride. And I were like, aren't I? So, you, you know, again, like, that'll show them. I love popcorn i love it and um and so you know i i also i just you know like i said my my my, using my my the instance of my mother um and i'm not making light of it at all it's just what what happened you know some people she she was a very healthy person very lean person you know did everything right and and this happened to her uh on the other hand my father is going to be 80 he is hardcore uh was a hardcore drinker so it's actually he was supposed to after his third stroke supposed to quit drinking so it's just beer and wine now oh that's God. true that's true he just drinks beer and wine although sometimes martinis on the weekends i but mean you got to live and he he and you know he used to smoke about 3 packs a day he doesn't anymore he is because he also is stoicism is his thing. He denies he denies the hangover. He did, but he also is. I a wonder guy, where you get it from. <laughs> uh, but he 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 just uh, keeps going forward. I think it's random, and I and I feel like there are many many people who take very very good care of themselves, and they right. do screening and everything, which I think creates an anxiety, which I think mentally can not be helpful. But right. And then as happens sometimes in life, even if you do everything right, you are diagnosed with something, and that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a tragic thing. In my case, if I were to get diagnosed with something accidentally, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, by proxy, at least I could say, yeah, that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. 54 years of treating myself like a garbage can. I, 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 that makes sense. So it won't be as much of a hardship for me as for somebody... Who I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just saying I, I, it would be a real drag to be a person who's like, but I didn't do this, and I didn't, you know, right? Like, why me? Why, why me? me? I, and also to say why me is is a strange question. In for sure. in so far as these things, you know, cancer. But we're not supposed to live as long as we do. You know, the, we're still we're still. Yeah. Uh, have the same genetic blueprint or whatever uh, of our ancestors mm-hmm. who lived to about the age of 24. You know, that's why people start, your hearing and eyesight and sight all starts to decline after the age of 25, which is shocking if you think about it. But we, that's how long people live. And that's also why there's so many divorces. You know, be that people, it's easy to be married until you're 23. 
Yeah. You know, anybody yeah. can do that. That's it's true. It's being married till you're 80, yeah. which is, uh, is untenable. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's why, you know, I mean, in modern culture, it's... A, For sure. Know, it, it's hard to stay married that long. Not everybody can be Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. No. I remember I w- reading I could. years ago um, Blythe Danner saying about her marriage um, to Bruce Paltrow that the died secret- of cancer. He right? did die of cancer, but the, the secret to the longevity of their marriage because I believe they were married for like thirty years yeah. or something before he died was that they had never fallen out of love with each other at the same time. That yeah, I, I can see that. I guess it ebbs and flows. I like I love that, guys. I've been with Mark for thirteen years. I mean, I think that's like an important thing. Like you, you know, I go through fucking moments. You know what I mean? But as yeah. long as the other person's like, but we're in it. We're gonna make it work. Like, uh-huh. eh, well, I've say. been with my boyfriend. <laughs> I've been with my boyfriend Pete for seventeen years. But that has as much to do with real estate as anything. Uh, you know? We, oh my god. We live in this in an apartment in New York, and not, neither of us is going anywhere. We've been in that part. But he, he, we were talking about this earlier. He, yeah. he truly is my, uh, my closest, dearest friend. But, but the sexual part of it is not, is not really part of... Mm-hmm. I, I hope that doesn't sound strange to you, but it's just after 17 years... Other things are important. It, yeah, we are closer now that, than we ever were before when, we, when it was new and much more sexual and stuff. Um, it's just that uh, it's very hard to maintain a sexual attraction mm-hmm. uh, at, after so long, especially I, yes. when you when you live in a one bedroom, like there's so much that <laughs> I mean, a one bedroom. I'm just it's just like you're always together and stuff like that. Um, can I ask you? This might be too personal. If it is, that's totally fine. You can and just clearly, I'm reticent to discuss. I know. Well, uh, listen, but you never fucking know um, because you did mention your age. So I'm curious yeah. about menopause and if you've oh i think i might be in perimenopause and i just again i'm not gonna do anything about it i i (laughs) I, i'm not i feel like it's a racket too it's a business it's it is medical profession is okay yeah for sure and uh, there there will be a million things people will tell me i need creams lotions balms solves pills this that and the other you know uh, our ancestors made it you know the one I'm saying I'm talking about modern recent history you know because I was talking about living to about the age of 23 there was no menopause but you know our grandparents they didn't uh, go to specialists for these things right they didn't do hormone replacement and in fact my my dad uh, and my mom were both born on their kitchen table that was very normal uh, you know uh, back in that time seems you know Uh, and no I'm just saying it's uh, just uh, the whole medical (laughs) business right has grown and grown. I mean, you, you watch, try and get through Rachel Maddow without seeing a pharmaceutical commercial every five seconds on no, MSNBC or anything. It's like, ask your doctor about this. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Side effects include things that are way worse than your psoriasis. Way worse than your psoriasis. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's just all of these things. And for menopause, I'm sure there's an entire industry built around. I think there is. What, what East and Western you could do sure, for sure. it. So, uh, I think I'm in perimenopause because I, I get hot flashes. Also, my, my menses is quite strange and erratic. It, uh-huh. I can go for months without it, or then it happens every three weeks. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I, I'm just going to just let it ride. You just, just go with let the, it ride. Literally let go with the flow. Yeah. You're just like, I'm here. It's happening. Yeah, it's not. But there's nothing I can do about it. Right. There, you know, I, it does well, bother me. Well, I mean, some people that, would say there is, but like... I, no, no, but I, I mean, the, I don't know what the ramifications, it will cost you money, you don't know what the ramifications are long term of some of these things, you'll find out later that this was the worst thing you could do, right. do you know what I mean? Like, Right, it, right, for sure, oh yeah, oh by the way, I mean like, you know, I have two kids, and when Birdie, Birdie's only nine years old, but like, 
when she was born, you had to get this sleep wedge. Like all the babies had to have this sleep wedge and you wedged them in with the swaddle and the thing and you had to have the sleep wedge. Well, I had cricket five years later and I'm like, gotta, gotta buy one of those sleep wedges. And they're like, oh no, those kill babies. Like you, I was just about to say, a hundred percent have not, has your child been harmed by a sleep wedge? Yeah, like you for sure, they do not sell those anymore. I was like, that was five years ago. What do you mean? My mom's like, yeah, well, when you were born, we knew we had to put you on your stomach. And I was like, stomach, mom? No. Babies can't sleep on their stomachs so they can roll over. Like, right. yeah, there's changes, so many yes. things to panic about and worry about, well, which yes. will affect the quality of your life. Now, I understand with, again, that's why I didn't have them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they, uh, it's, it's the most precious thing in the world. And to misstep with your child. Right. Uh, I, I think, it, I know, I, I feel, I, I, I don't think that I could take in stride. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I do know that I, would have a great deal of anxiety about that. It is hard. I mean, for listeners of the pod who maybe heard the thing about crickets, uh, like thing on her forehead. So it went down completely. My daughter had this like weird, um, well, we th- I think it was a pimple, truly. I think it was like, <laughs> I think she maybe got my cystic, uh, acne that I had when I was on Dawson's Creek also guys. It was a rough time. Guys, do not do Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Whatever, ever other takeaway from ever. this you had. Cystic acne, IBS, it was rough. Um, but then I took Accutane, and it didn't make me crazy, but it did make my skin perfect. Um, and I will say this about some of those commercials, like when people, I don't feel like enough actors and musicians talk about how they really get clear skin. And it's... Well, it's not proactive. That's a bunch of <laughs> baloney. There's no way a thing on TV like that is... I just know that, like... From personal experience and talking to many people, Accutane is how people get their skin very clear. <laughs> like it is, but it's a very dangerous and what's drug. Bad, what's bad for you? Oh my God. Well, first of all, <laughs> as a woman, it causes a horrible birth defect in babies called chlamydia. Flam- no, that doesn't sound right. Chlamydia. They get, no, they get, uh, it's like little flipper. Oh, uh, that's like the thalidomide babies. Thalidomide. That, but, yeah, babies. that's when they used to have thalidomide in the pills for morning sickness. That would have been in the era of like the 1960s. Okay, right. And, and but 50s. Accutane has does the same the thing. thing. So mm-hmm. in order to take it, if you're a woman, you have to also take, no matter if you're sexually active or not, you also are prescribed birth control pill. You have to prove that you're taking, you have to sign a legal thing every month. She's nodding because she knows because she's got clear skin. You were 15. Yes had to go on birth control and she wasn't sexually after god bless you at 15 that you weren't well most, i'm happy for you most uh, pharmaceutical things will say don't take this if you are going to be pregnant right or, and also we'll say don't take trulicity if you're allergic to trulicity how would you know you know but they say they say it all, all the time in these yeah. commercials and yeah. also that'd be a great name trulicity for a child trulicity for trulicity. a child <laughs> trulicity well if i have a third janine trulicity, trulicity it is mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so, so you had Accutane. Accutane. So anyway, so Cricket had this like weird total zit that was like became this giant. She's four. It was awful. And her, she got a little black eye and it was really swollen. We were, I was very concerned, obviously. Mm-hmm. We took her to the doctor and they gave her an antibiotic. They didn't want to like open it up, which I appreciated. And, um, and anyway, so now she's b- did 10 days on this antibiotic and the thing has gone away, but there's still like a tiny Is little mark. Is it like mark. a cyst or like, like, a, a, like a carbuncle? 
It wasn't a car. I don't know what a car bomb. That's a note like a Dickensian old time, like people get in in novels from old time. And maybe days. it was a carbuncle. I mean, cricket of anyone. If anyone's getting a carbuncle, it's probably cricket Silverstein. Um, oh, she's so delightful. No, it was just like I, I don't know. I think it was like a cystic zit or something. They didn't mm-hmm. know what it was, and it went away. So hope it's nothing to concern ourselves about now. Thank goodness. But mm-hmm. it was like I was. Panicked. What was the black eye from? From the infection. Because oh. it was right here on her temple. And so it swelled up. Mm-hmm. Re- like, it got to be this really big infection. And it was starting to, like, it caused her eye to get, like, a little black underneath, oh my black and blue. But I was, like, going through worst-case scenarios in my brain for about four days until the antibiotics started to work. I'm sure. And I took her back to the doctor multiple times. I don't want to cause any anxiety for my child either i tried to make it very very chill i was like your boo-boo we just have to go check your boo-boo it's not a big deal did it hurt her like is she yeah it like it was definitely sore but i think i mean if you've ever had like a bad pimple they hurt you know Mm -hmm. have you ever had oh i've had bad pimples, but i I also love popping oh my god wait sorry i didn't mean to hit you that's okay okay I uh i'm a huge picker and i like i'm obsessed with picking i beg pete to let me pick and? stuff on his back. Does he? And sometimes he does, but he's got a low threshold. He's... I know. He, they're, all, like, they're all wimps. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I... I, I, I oh, I'll get in there. It. And also, um, I will... I'm, I'm a bit of a Luddite, but I, I will ask people to show me popthatzit.com. Um, oh, doctor... What's that girl's name? That woman's name? Dr. Pimple Popper. Is that, it's a rival... It's like the it same is. thing? Yes. But she's getting oh. her own show. Wait, what? Yeah, Dr. Pimple Popper is getting like a legit show. So this is this is a person like a woman. You watch them do it. Yeah, I think so. I don't I don't get down for that. I'm only interested in my own. Oh, I, I there's something mesmerizing about popthatzit.com. You're just like, ah, you're horrified and you're laughing and you can't stop looking at it. But there's sometimes where there's uh, uh cysts or, or what, yeah, yeah. What, what are the what it's like on your back or whatever yeah. and um the, the payload, like what the toothpaste, the toothpaste that comes out of it looks like toothpaste. It just keeps going and yeah. going, and it's like, oh my god! I had one, I had one experience in college with a guy that I was friends with, um, who was in a band, and he was like, he was a sweet kid, but like you know where his guitar strap was, uh huh. And he was crashing with my roommate and I over the summer, like school was out, and. I don't know. He was like, we were in the pool or something. We noticed it. Like, and I was like, you got to let us do this. Uh-huh. And he laid down on the floor in our, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, let me, I want to do it. And my roommate held him down and I did it. And it was like that toothpaste thing. It's it was you gotta, like, I, I think you have to just get at the right I, angle or right something angle. underneath. It's the right and angle. Then, and sometimes it just keeps coming. Yeah, it was fascinating. Really? It was minutes. Yeah, we, it was like, I mean, I hope, I want, I hope I'm going to tell Diana De Los Rios to listen to this. I, th- I know she'll remember this because it was like, we were just looking at, he was face down. We were just looking at each other like, oh my well, God. It's like, where do you keep it? Like some yeah. of it you could see uh, as it's risen, but then some it it's must just... be coming from elsewhere. Okay, so I'm going to tell a, a really disgusting personal thing that happened to me because this is what the show is. So I work out a lot, and uh, I'm not a fast walker. I do this weird, like, trampoline workout, and I sweat so profusely. Um, I may also be perimenopausal. I don't know. It's a lot of sweat. 
Um, that's probably because you're working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yes. Uh, and you're 38 years old. It was very young. There's no way you're, unless it's peri, peri, peri menopause. And the thing with picking for me has been, I, ha- I, do, I suffer from anxiety, which is like what the IBS, oh, and ultimately, guys, I never finished this, but the colonoscopy, all my stuff is normal. And she's like, I think it's just stress and like, just try not to drink so much coffee and see. So I was like, well, that's not a great thing. I mean, I, in a way, it would like be better if she was like, here's this pill that's going to fix mm-hmm. you forever. And then I was talking to Janie, I mean, uh, Janie had had Tompkins last night, and she told me about something, which I'm going to go to, another doctor, where you blow into a thing, and there's some sort of bacteria in your upper gut that causes IBS-like symptoms. I'm going to try it. I'm just going to go see, so I'll keep you updated. You, you, you are very involved in this stuff. Here's a, the, the thing is, so for You're me, lucky that you're wealthy. Because- uh, <laughs> For sure that, yeah. But also, I mean, for many reasons. I mean, but yeah, like, beyond the yeah. medical profession, you're lucky that you're wealthy. But, I mean, you could not – it would be – you have to to be at least middle class or something to, to indulge at medically the way some people need to. Me. Yeah. Well, also, though, yes. But also, like, what you were saying earlier about it causing anxiety, for me, it soothes my anxiety. Like, for me, knowing that I'm not dying – this month now of colon cancer is like that is one less thing that's going to take up emotional anxiety space in my brain um, so I can fo- focus on other things. But anyway, so a couple months, but my picking thing has a lot to do with anxiety. And I've tried to, in the last year, really get a handle on not using that as like when I'm anxious about something or feeling bad about myself, like picking because I get mm-hmm. crazy. But I was having a really anxiety ridden week. A couple, uh, like in September, and um, did it have to do with Dawson's Creek? It did not. <laughs> um, and I was getting into the shower, and I was like, "What? What is this? On my like, kind of on my bra line? Oh fuck! Okay, it was like a little blackhead, and I have my toolkit, and I'm like, I can take care of this, and it also is going to feel really fucking good to pick this. And so I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, excuse me, growth. Um, I'm in the bathroom and I pick like under my boob and I start going and I was getting like a sizable amount of like gunk out of this. You guys, I sweat so much. Do you watch my fucking videos? (laughs) Um, and it's like right where my bra is. And I was like, and whatever. And I was doing it. And then Mark was on a conference call and he came and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, Oh no, I'm good. We're good. We're good. I swear. I'll stop. And I stopped and I got in the shower and I came out and then I noticed it was like all black and blue. I had bruised myself. But worth Terribly. it. Worth it for a little it like felt, wormy strand, like yeah, a lot came out. It was out. a lot came out. It was a wormy strand. And like I yes, and it was very satisfying. But mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like I should have done that. I should go to the dermatologist. No, it was just a blackhead. I know, but Janine, but this is where my head goes. Then I was like, what if it's an underlying thing and like <sighs> that's actually a tumor that I was squeezing out? <laughs> that is legitimately what I thought. And so I went to see Dr. Lancer. A tumor, I don't believe you. I don't believe you thought it was part of the tumor you were I thought that it was, like, part of, like, some sort of deeper infection inside my breast that if if left untreated would turn into cancer. I know that's not how the world works. I'm just, okay. 
but so anyway, I go see Dr. Lancer, and I was like, this is so embarrassing, How many Dr. doctors Lancer. in a list of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how many in your address book or whatever of doctors do you have? Well, I just have, I don't, I mean, I don't think I have too many. I have Dr. Lancer, who's the dermatologist that I've been seeing since I was 19, um, and he, and I have a lot of moles, and I do my, like, yearly mm-hmm. mole checks, and sometimes I do it every six months um, for fun. Uh... And then I have um, my OBGYN, Dr. Crane, who you might know from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, it's not a big deal, guys, but you know that those bitches have the best doctor. So uh, I'm happy that he delivered both my children. Um, and he also delivered Lourdes Ciccone. Yeah. Um, it's a big deal to me. And, okay, so my OBGYN, and then I have my general doctor, who I love, a, a woman, and then I have an ear, nose, and throat specialist, um, who uh, I see, like, when I'm having ear, nose, and throat problems, right? Um, and Dr. Sugarman, who rumor has it, rumor has it that his brother was... Bert Sugarman from the Monkees? Uh, from, the Dr. Feelgood? Oh, no. I, one of the producers of The Monkees. No. The show The Monkees, which no, I his, love unironically and have since the late 60s. I love The Monkees. They're so good. Uh, the yeah. M- Mike I mean, Nesmith. I have a huge crush still on Mike, Mike Nesmith. Of the so monkeys. does she. The show The Monkees. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Mike Nesmith. Did you say? She likes him, too. I love Mike Nesmith. Did you read his book? He has a book out. He's very... Oh, he's... I'm sorry. That was a tangent. Is he still alive? He is still alive. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Now, wait, Janine, I don't know if you're going to I would have said this. the late Mike Nesmith. Oh, okay, okay, fair but enough, he's fair not, enough. But he's not all hepped up with doctors and all. He's healthy as yeah. a horse. I have no idea. I, was I don't the, know him. Were, were the monkeys on um, the Brady Bunch? Is that... Was it the no, monkeys? No, Davy Jones, Davey the late Jones. Davy Jones, okay. was on uh, at it, with Marsha, and he sang with that Marcia. song, Girl, and then he was yeah, on girl. the Brady Bunch movie with that. But uh, the monkeys, as a band... They, they actually are quite good. And Mike Nesmith wrote uh, a number of songs before that for Linda Ronstadt and others. Mm-hmm. He's, he's actually, and he actually pioneered the music video that became MTV. And oh, really? Like yeah. I thought that was the like video killed the radio star was the first one. No, that's one. the Buggles was the video, the uh-huh. first video that was played that had nothing to do with the people who created. Oh. The, Why didn't it, wait? The Buggles video yes. killed the radio star is a song. Right, right, right. And was the first video, video ever that was played, played on MTV. Right, for sure. Mike Nesmith was one of the first people to come up with the idea of let's oh. have videos of music and oh. show them. So did he have something to do with MTV? Or was uh, he unfortunately, just like... he met with the, some of the people that went on to create MTV and never, uh, they stole his idea a little bit. But is he, this in his book? He, uh, it's in interviews in his book, but oh he had God. a thing called Elephant Parts before that where he uh-huh. was pioneering in, in Europe the use of filming um, artistically song, you know, band songs uh-huh. with narratives and stories. Anyway, uh-huh. anyway Mike Nesmith. I, you kids can have a bit of a Google, I don't know, ask your parents. But, uh, yes, he was a, had the idea for MTV that was stolen by some of the people who then... Fuckers. Who then, then created it. But he doesn't care because he's cool. Yeah, he's he cool. doesn't care. He's Mike And he Nesbeth. also, his mom invented Whiteout. He's fine financially. Oh, well, that guy has nothing to worry about. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> He's fine. He's That's fine. like inventing the post-it. Yeah. Um, um, so, anyway. I'm sorry. Where were we? Oh, kind of Dr. Lancer. Through? Okay, yeah. so that's not that many doctors. That's like four. Oh, and then the, and then the um, butt I feel doctor. like there's What's more. The, that's a, that your colonoscopy. My colonoscopy doctor, doctor, who actually, she was not a gastroenterologist. She was 
a proctologist and a colorectal surgeon. And Isn't had, that fascinating that people go into that line of work? Do you find that fascinating? I like, do. I, I'm really going to do, do that. I'm going to be so a podiatrist soothing. or a gynecologist or a gastroenterologist. Emily Beebe's dad is a podiatrist, although he's retired now and uh, runs an I art find gallery. That fascinating. Like you'd say, I want to touch people's feet. Or I want to I wanna give people colonoscopies. Yeah. I, maybe it's just like when you're in, me- I don't know, because I've never gone to medical school, but um, maybe we haven't. No. <clears throat> I was on ER for a year and a half. And you can ask Emily BB how fucking annoying I was for the year and a half when I thought I was an actual doctor. Uh-huh. But you probably did learn a great deal. I did. Um, they had those doctors on set and they teach mm-hmm. you how to say the words and that's half of it. And then they show you how to do the stuff and you just really feel like you could do the stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that's why I don't, I can't remember who it was. It was like an actor on Grey's Anatomy like stopped at some car crash and was like, how can I be of assistance here? Do you guys remember that? Like, like 10 years ago? I don't think you can. Unless you've been taught, I mean, it, it could be that yeah, you're taught how to sure. do it. Uh, well, you kind of, are, I mean, that's what I'm saying. When you do these, like, the serious medical procedural shows, they, like, pride themselves on, like, the authenticity and having these medical professionals who come in and basically give you, like, a medical boot camp. I mean, I had to sit on my downtime and uh, do the thing that medical students have to do to learn how to stitch up a patient. Like, it's like these two rubber bands type, like, fake skin, and then you have to learn how to stitch with Mm -hmm. one hand. So I felt like for that, I could have given someone stitches, is what I'm saying. I would have been useful in that. And the authenticity of unbelievably good-looking young young doctors who there's no way at the age of 25 or 26 they could possibly be already through medical school and where they are. The same with crime procedurals. How is that 25-year-old that has already been through Quantico and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's this person who's the sergeant or... Uh, I guess we just already. accept it. Yes, we do. You know, because... It's normalized. It's been yeah. normalized. That's why British television is so much better when you're watching your PBS and your Acorn because everybody looks normal. on um, And it seems like the best person for the job gets the job rather than the best-looking person for the job. I'm not, I'm not accusing... Uh, right. I'm saying that for you in your case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no I no, wasn't. I mean, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm I wasn't. Thinking you know back what about I'm talking it, you know, about. You know what I'm talking about. Like course. when you watch British television, um, you see like they don't have a problem seemingly with ageism and things of that nature, and people look like regular people. And the police uh, people, the, the law enforcement people, have clothes commensurate with their salary, as opposed to on right. main, on main street. Because I've played plenty of sexually ambiguous, tough but fair DAs. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> profilers, uh, things of that nature uh, on television. And the amount of money, the clothes cost is absurd to me. And also, I, I always hold the line, I will not wear those heels. That's absurd. I will not go to a crime scene in heels like that. I, I was on a Criminal mind spinoff for a year, and I, I would all the time be like, I could not afford clothes from theory. That's A. And B, I refuse to wear like Manolo Blahnik's to look at a carcass. I just won't do it. You know right. what I mean? Oh, she's the most difficult actor in the world. That, that is considered difficult that you want to try and actually make it. Yeah. <laughs> make it seem somewhat believable. believable. Yeah. yeah, there was a big deal about, um, I didn't see it, but the, but the Jurassic Park where Bryce Dallas Howard is like running in heels for the whole thing, like, right? That was like a big deal. Like you would kick your fucking heels off and run mm-hmm. um, from the dinosaurs, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, it would be it would be difficult. There's all the times like on those. Sometimes I'm compelled to watch television. I loathe, which would be a lot of the mainstream uh, crime procedurals and and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, on the mainstream, the three mainstream networks are still laboring under old paradigms, and they keep cranking out. Cranking out. Yeah, but it like kind of doesn't even exist anymore. Like especially if you talk to the younger people, mm-hmm. like they don't have any concept of what is current and or old. I mean, because they watch everything on demand. Or right, but they're on the watching internet. better television on on all the new right, 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 mediums. Right, right. I'm talking about ABC, NBC, CBS, yeah. which still and Fox and and Fox, which still is Chicago Hope or New York Pride there's or whatever. So whatever many the, Chicago shows. There's just and and there's a fire department that's. Yes, firefighters can frequently be attractive. There's no doubt about that in real life. We've all seen it. But, I mean, they, they, they have, like, ridiculously good-looking young firefighters, and then always uh, some parts that I am sometimes uh, considered for, would be, which I won't do, would be the tough but fair, older uh, person who has been a firefighter for a real long time, and I'm kind of mean, but I have a heart of gold, you know. But, you know, this is... And it's like, oh, hack, 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 hack. It's so, it's so lazy. But you know why? I think because for the majority of um, people in this country, I think that they just want to like be comforted by television in the same way that some I would say there's a segment, food. but there's so much good television that yeah, 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 and yeah, it's for been sure. borne out that people like it. You know I'm what I mean? exhausted like that, by all the good TV. There's so much good TV, and people d- will I have watch fatigue. it. You guys know. I mean, like, I only watch Friends now. I'm done. <laughs> I don't fuck. I don't know about Stranger Things. I don't know about. I, I don't even know. Ms. Maisel seems delightful. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch my friends Rachel and <laughs> Monica. Well, there's stuff that I think comfort. There is stuff that's comforting. Like I find at night. Sometimes I am very comforted by the QVC nonsense oh. and I just just the re- horrible jewelry that they're going on and on and on about, and and also what a fun pant, what fun t- that's a fun top you can wear for brunch or that, they tell you all the ways you can wear the pant, uh, and I find I find. Uh, uh, I find it endlessly fast. Or Gwynny B, the Gwynny B oh, thing. Oh, I love Gwynny B. I love watching it over yeah, and yeah, yeah. and Nutribullet. The Nutribullet with like uh, the whole narrative with the the ant with the fake cigarette and the and the you know I mean, Aunt Hazel or whatever. And then they even have it in foreign languages that mm-hmm. I uh, will, uh, I just love that. I find comforting. But uh, some people like to put on these crime procedurals or whatever mm-hmm. in the background because you don't really have to. Well, you don't have to think, and you it. know what's going to happen. And also, I think people do like to feel like they are experts at something, and so it's like why you watch. I mean, that's why I watch Friends. <laughs> no, it's going to end. Um, but when you, you know, they like to feel smart. I think people like to feel well, smart. Well, if you can't and, figure out in the first act right, some of these shows, but that's then, what I'm saying. Then, like, then that's crazy. It is. It is for the least like common you denominator. can tell, and also. Okay, so the director, you're going to do a uh, isolated shot of the drawer. Then that drawer is going to be important. Late. You know what I mean? Like it's just like sure. the laziest. Like have this you thought drawer about directing? Is where they put the gun? No procedurals. No, I've not thought about directing only because it's a, a terribly time-consuming. You'd have to do stuff and get up early. And yeah, I, I think we've established early on that I don't like to do things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that. The message is. I like to. Been... I like to make jewelry. Uh, I like making jewelry. You do. Is that uh, soothing to you? It's very, I do enjoy, and I love going to bead stores. You don't get me started on going. Wait, so, like all these, ooh, did you make these? I, I some of them I did, and some I didn't. Um, so what I do also is find stuff that that's very expensive and co- try and cop redo it. Uh huh. Um, but 
I, well, this is a fascinating I, I, foray that I, I would not have expected. Is anyone else here a beatist or likes going to bead stores? I feel like we're in San Francisco. There's got to be someone. There's right? some good beats. There's a lot of right? bum bead stores. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of bum bead stores that has just round, shiny, blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about a bead store that has like... West African trade beads and sure, uh, hard, you know, like well, you I mean, walk, if they don't have those. you know, you know what I mean. Like, a, unfortunately, they're frequently called things like "let it bead" or "don't worry, <laughs> don't don't worry, bead happy." The bead goes on, but uh, don't let that throw you. Don't let that throw you. Because because sometimes it's just and and yeah. if you could find the right cord, sometimes like the right waxed. Oh. <laughs> Because you can stay there all day. They just give you a golf pencil and a tray and paper, and you go through the bins, and it's a, it's, it's, it's like a utopian. They try, you are responsible for writing down the, the, the type of bead, the quantity, and the cost. And it's they like don't, Ikea. They don't question it yeah. at, the, at the cashier. They don't question it. That's what I'm saying. There's a, a re- reciprocity, a trust. And, and they don't check to see if your money's counterfeit. Do you know, as, 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 uh, yeah, which, which I can't stand. It feels personal. I know it's not personal, but when people check your money to see if it's counterfeit, it feels personal. And also, it, it, if it is counterfeit, who gives a shit? Keep it moving. Keep it moving. You know what I mean? It's, in, in this economy, keep it moving. Keep it moving. It's okay. It's fine. It's theoretical anyway, the worth of money. Right. So what, just what well, we yeah. I mean, uh, em- my best friend Emily and her friend Sebastian, who works in tech, were trying to explain Bitcoin to me I don't last get night. that at all. I don't and understand I was like, Bitcoin. guys, I mean, move along. It's not... I really have no idea. Mm-hmm. They're mining for it, and then they're going to come to the end of the... Computers are mining for it, like in the Matrix? I don't understand Bitcoin at all. Well, I the, com- I'm telling you, computers are mining the Bitcoin. Right, but it's theoretical, yes? Yeah, but they're mining it. It exists. You mean they're hoarding it? Or in they're the, mining it? In the internet. Right, on the Silk inside. Road. On the Silk Road or something. No, no, no. Like, inside the internet, computers are, are, actual mi- are mining. Bit- and they're finding Bitcoin. Is this so, right? so if you were to open your computer, just like if you were to open your radio, no, no, there'd no. be tiny people singing and talking? Are, like... <laughs> I am very, I am so much closer than I was yesterday um, with this, but it feels like the future, and I, I'm not ready to invest. But <laughs> I don't know. But All it's right. a theoretical. I'm so sorry. I really don't. Yeah. Understand. It's a theoretical monetary okay. monetary unit. It's not theoretical. I mean, it is a monetary unit. No, meaning unit. the value is theoretical. It doesn't exist. You can't hold a Bitcoin. Correct. Okay. But, they, but it is being mined, right? What does that they're mean? They're being mined. What does it mean? It what? Well, we're not mining the cryptocurrency. <laughs> I don't want to get into mining, okay? Like, I think we need to look in another direction. Wait, 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 wait. I want to hear more about this. this game. <laughs> Right. And someone's collecting them. And so is there any, any regulation or backing of it up? You could just get, you could lose it all and there's really no, no recourse. Yeah. For sure. Right? Well, Sebastian Stay away knows, from the Seba- Bitcoin. Sebastian, all right. Sebastian knows a guy who paid off his college loans with the Bitcoin. So... 
Oh, well, everybody he sold, has a story sold, like that. Says, I know a guy that knew a guy and Richard Gere in a gerbil. It's not true. It's not true. How do you wow. pay off your student loan debt wow. with Bitcoin? I don't buy it. Well, he sold his Bitcoin for actual money, and then he was able to pay off his student loan. So somebody gave a person cash for a theoretical unit? Yeah, that's what's happening. It's like stocks. Hmm. Sort of. I don't understand stocks either when people, (laughs) well, just buy low, sell high. I've heard that phrase, buy low, sell high. For sure we want to do that. And I have a a financial advice, you know, I I used to to make a lot of money in the 90s, and luckily I didn't buy anything. uh, And you didn't have children, which are just And I didn't have children. My my low self-esteem and my risk aversion served me quite well. I didn't buy anything when I was making money, Uh, because when it ended, it was it was okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, in in that sense, but I have a financial advisor, and I they don't know this, but I don't know what they're talking about. And I always <laughs> pretend to read the paperwork in front of them, and I have fake questions uh, to ask to so that they are under the impression I am uh, paying attention. I hope they don't hear this, but <laughs> I I have no idea about anything they tell me. I have not read one bulletin that's been sent to me. I have them. Yeah. And some I need just for the fake for sure. office meeting when I have it on yeah, my yeah, lap. Yeah. I even have highlighted stuff on it so that it, <laughs> so that it looks like I've, I've read it. So basically, I have Bitcoin. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, right. I, 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 I can have absolutely no money, and I just don't know about it. So, And again, that would be better that I didn't know yeah, about it because see, that would create I'm, anxiety. It's a real theme for you. Yes. Now, when you were younger... Although I am intellectually curious, I, I actually am a discerning uh, uh, reader and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I am intellectually curious. In all of those ways, I'm a critical thinker. But when it comes to my Yourself. person um, and my body, I have no truck with it whatsoever. I have no, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, and when I feel things are awry, I ignore it. Um, and then they go away just sometimes. Adjust. Yeah. And I also always vaguely feel like shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like so. It's well. That's it's very oh, we normal. talk about this on the show, Janine. I really think that like if somebody else lived inside my body for a week, they'd be like, "Oh my god, this is terrible. You're in constant pain." But I am just like I'm. I always feel bad, and I do have. Sa- I have said this before. I think that's also being a woman. Like I think we're just very used to, and we're told from a very young age. I mean. Your body hurts. Like your cramp. You have mm-hmm. once a month. Your body is going to feel terrible. Your, my boobs hurt so bad right now. Like it, you know, you're always going to feel slightly uncomfortable. That's just what being a human. Plus, being my is. spanx tights um, oh, yeah, my make me feel terribly uncomfortable. Do you wear spanx? I wear spanx tights. We are those spanx. I, these are no wait. wait. <laughs> no, but the camo pants are spanx. These are spanx. I just got pants. these. I yeah. saw. I noticed them earlier. But wait, why are you? Uh, because I refuse to strengthen my core just to put the, no because I because I'm very it's very loosey goosey everything's very loosey goosey so I uh, you like to hold it in with the Spanx I, I just uh, but also that probably does help your back just FYI yeah that's why I do it <laughs> it helps my back for the purest of reasons uh, I do it but I actually I wear Spanx tights 365 days a year and, and it's hard in summer in summer in the dog days of August it's you gotta want it you I can't, gotta want it you have to want it I can't imagine I'm a di- I'm so I'm not proud of this but I, I, I'm so used to it that I can't stand not because it's like it's just like a bunch of water points you know like, like it's just like uh, loose you know what I mean like if I were just to wear pants you know regular jeans and no and 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 not I 
I hate the way it feels. Wait, you wear Spanx under jeans? Yeah. Why don't you get jeans that have a little bit of that elastic in it that kind of oh, holds oh, you I in? Oh, I've got that. Oh, okay. Doesn't, okay. That doesn't mean Spanx are off the table. Okay. They're, they're never not. They're never put, not on me. It doesn't make you me. gassy? Yes. Or, okay, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There comes a point in every day where it's like, oh, boy. Plus, plus, I uh, smoke. I smoke, so that's air uh-huh. coming in. I just soda, Red Bull, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so it's 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 tough. It's tough, but I'm so used to it. And I also think I'm uh, more flatulent than the average guy, I, average guy or gal. But I, I like, think it might be the Sphinx. No, no, no. This is from childhood through gymnastics class. Like, just any time I would do a backbend or. Anything growing up. And my mom was like that, too. I always remember. She would be like, did somebody step on a duck? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> she, she was always doing that. Conversely, my father, had, I've never heard. And, and, and again, I hope this isn't terribly vulgar, but I've known my father I love it. my whole life. Uh, I have never once heard. Never. Never once. There's been signs of it when I have walked into his room, but uh, never audibly, whereas my mom it was just like constantly as we were watching, you know, life or, you know, watching Matt Moore, Cal Burnett, Bob Newhart, did somebody step on a duck? Did somebody step- all the time? Or who moved that chair? I mean, she would say it in a funny oh way. God, I love it. So I think I inherited, if, if it is something you can inherit, Maybe. I think. Maybe it's the way your intestines uh, gassiness, are. Gassiness, I think I have inherited from my mother. Janine, I... But not the colon cancer. Well, I mean, I am going to just leave you. I, I don't. I, I, my fingers are crossed. I, I, I do want to. I do want to leave you with this, Janine. I hope. I really, actually, do hope. I think you should get a colonoscopy. Nope. I really. I feel like it would be good. Although I lie to my dad about it all the time, so luckily he is as much of a luddite as me. He won't hear this, but my father's under the impression I get physicals and things. I so I kind of understand the like not wanting to know thing. Don't you want to know? No. <laughs> no. All right. Listen. What if I had investigated that stabbing pain in Malaysia, and uh-huh. it, and it, and it, it turned out that that um, I had to have an operation, or that I have a, a a disease? That would be horrible. We might not be here together now. But I ignored it. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Um, okay. Well, Janine, this has been really lovely. I am so honored that you came to our tiny little podcast. Thank you. I am very We're honored no that you had me as a guest. I feel like we really covered a lot, a lot of bases. Tonight. I think we did. I think that we we can all agree that Dawson's Creek is for the birds. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think if nothing else, we can walk out of here. It just made me very physically ill. That's all. Right. It just being on that show made me very. So physically. we're not even going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, we're not even going to watch it. I mean, it's like thirty years old now, but yeah. No, but it's still on, right? I it's mean, still people on. do watch it. I think on um, you know, wherever they do. But uh, yeah, yeah, God, um, yes, okay. So. Uh, but it really did physically, like, fuck me up. Um, <laughs> but I got, I got one of my best friends out of it, guys. So, you know. Not to be rivaled. Her other best friend is here in the audience yeah, she's tonight. Here, she's here. And I feel like Emily, well, we, Emily's she deserves a shout out. Because you keep talking about Michelle Williams. No, no, no. I, I shouted out Emily BB like, multiple times. Her dad's a podiatrist. Yes. She's here. The, right. Those were the, that was the gist of it. But you did say backstage in front of her that Michelle Williams was your best friend. I did. 
Um, it's an ongoing joke at Sketchfest, guys. It's not right. Um, I love you all for coming out to our very first live uh, We're No Docs podcast. I'm so sad that Steve was so sick that he couldn't fly. He's sick. You got, he really wanted to fly. And when he sent me the video from Urgent Care of him with the ner- nebulizer. What and, is a nebulizer? We didn't establish that. You oh, a nebulizer is when you... Um, they t- it's like a steroid into your lungs that you that you breathe in and out of. A lot of times, kid when kids have the croup, they get a nebulizer. I've never I've never seen an adult with one, but Steve was. Steve was using when he sent me a, a very nice video. We'll put it up on um on the Instagram for No Docs Pod. You can, or he maybe already did. I don't know. Um, I don't follow it, but um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Of course I do. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, thank you all for coming out to our very first live show. Thank you for, to Sketchfest for inviting us here. Thank you so much to the incredibly talented and so fucking funny. No, Janine thank Garofalo. you. Thank you. Thank I, you. This has been, yeah, this is a, such a treat to have you here. And remember, everything that we say, everything, don't, you know, take it with a grain of salt because clearly we're not doctors. <laughs> Good night. Night. Hey everyone, it's me, Steve, AG, you know, (laughs) I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, Just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, We're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better. Uh, And it only takes a few minutes, I promise, but uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um, Starburns Audio, believe me. We uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like, um, ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, This really is a helpful survey um, because currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. Um, So your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, It's incredibly helpful and uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and uh, fill it out. Help help a brother out. All right. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Hello, I'm Kyle Ayers. I'm the host of Never Seen It, the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and then we give them a read in studio. This is a clip I want to play for you guys from an episode where Langston Kerman rewrites Scarface. He's never seen it, but he wrote a script based on what he thinks he knows about it. And here's a clip. Give it a listen. All right. Scarface, the new frontier. Interior, happening discotheque. Remember when we call clubs discotheques? <laughs> LOL, the 70s were crazy. Night. The crowd bustles with young, hot Mexicans who are supposed to be Cuban and all are dressed in butterfly-collared shirts and pants that look like Jinko jeans and pleated khakis had a really weird baby. <laughs> There's sex in the air and Poppy wants a whiff. <laughs> oh, my God. Scarface, 22 to 45. (laughs) Like he's a television audience demographic? Devilishly handsome. Not even a little bit Italian looking, so get that out of your dumb brain. (laughs) 
walks through the crowd with the confidence of a man who's going on MTV Cribs with the Ying Yang Twins. <laughs> Does he actually have a scar on his face? Fuck no. <laughs> why would he even why would you even ask that? That's not important. What's important is that he is not at all a problematic stereotype <laughs> and that he has come for his cocaine. <laughs> As he approaches the red rope of the VIP, pronounced V-A-P-E in Spanish, <laughs> oh my God. he spots his dear friend, who is almost certainly going to become his enemy by the end of the film, Smooth Skin. Scarface yells out his signature line. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. It's me, Scarface. Oh, my 